0: Live with Ryan Reese. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, one 564 6173 Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook.
1: What's happening, family? I'm stoked, you guys. have all tuned in. Tonight is going to be an epic show because I got two of my good friends in the studio. I got my co-host, Sean McKeon, and special guest, Brian Sumner. What's up? <laughs> What's up, guys?
2: guys? <laughs> <laughs> the crowd
1: goes wild. Drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight, I did a post actually earlier today and um, this week and the show tonight. It's called Man Up. It's about being a man in today's age. Being a real man in today's age. What does that look like? Because as we uh, we look at the culture, you know, a man has changed <laughs> over the last, you know, 20. I mean, just the, my, in my life's time since 1975 it has changed and uh this is why i wanted to bring sean and brian sumner in studio is to talk about this these guys counsel with a lot of different people they meet with people going through hard times and marriages and just what it looks like to be a man just living in the world a man of god a man Mm. in a relationship a man in a marriage Mm. and a father Mm -hmm. and just um a man period in this world so Brian, I'm going to start with you because I know that you do meet with a lot of people and counsel with them. What do you see going on in today's age?
2: I guess today, people just, we don't know who we are. You know, I mean, who's your example? Is it, you know, Homer Simpson or Al Bundy or, you know, whoever I grew up in England That's looking true, up right? to. I mean, the, the, those who are speaking into our nations are the soccer stars or the musicians or even the presidents now and whoever else. So I guess for me... When I'm sitting with most men, they just don't know who they are. You know, if you say what is a successful man in culture, it is the Elon Musks or the Bill Gates or the Mm -hmm. Steve Jobs or the Michael Jordans. And so they're getting paid millions of dollars to throw around, you know, like a ball filled with oxygen or the saying of one of those guys, he's so wealthy that he can't even bend over to pick up a $100 bill. It's a waste of his time. So our generation's going, that's who I want to be. I want to drive the car. I got to have the six pack. I want to be so relevant. No one is telling them. That isn't success. You know, we've known a lot of legends in our life and legends do die. So as a man I'm raised saying, who do I want to be? I don't know what God says because truly a biblical man is a man after God's own heart. A biblical man is the kind of man that we should want to be like. And I guess I'm saying that we see that in the Bible. Hmm. Adam was created to have dominion and to name the animals. He was willing to do that. Noah was created to build a his, his boat and he was willing to do that. I mean, all these men are meant to do these things. In God's image, that's what they're doing. But as you look around today, men don't know that. Is it about out drinking your friend? Is it about being able to beat people up? Is it about chasing all these women you see? Getting the honeys or whatever's new. I mean, I know you guys could speak into that. But as I sit with men, either they're shattered and broken. They say, how do I do this? We got to go back to the word. Or the wife's there saying he doesn't even know who he is. So, I mean, as I look around today, it's back to the word. It's back to what God says. That's the only way to do this.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree because you bring up some good examples because our, our world is so um, molded by the image of media, mm-hmm. right? So whether it's athletes, whether it's musicians, whether it's actors or actresses, there is this wanting to emulate their lifestyle. Um, but we have been able to watch history as you see some mm-hmm. of them that hit the highest plateaus and then they level off. And things fall apart. Some of the biggest from back in the day of Elvis Presley mm-hmm. or Michael Jackson or other a- athletes that have their lives had gone down to turmoil mm-hmm. because it wasn't based on reality and the, the the secret parts of their life. Yes, they were very successful in very various areas, maybe materialism, maybe mm-hmm. status and success. Um, but the heart is, is different. And this is the thing. God looks at what a man is different than what society does. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the great, great compliments that we find in the Bible is one that was to a man named David at a young age. He he is a man after my own heart. And at that moment, he was a young man. Mm -hmm. And throughout his own family, he would be inadequate next to all the other brothers. Um, None of them thought that he would be that one, Mm. even when he went back to where the the nation is in fear because they're not in reverence to God. And any time that you are not in reverence or a relationship with God, you fear man. Mm. And the nation became weak and they were fearing man. David, as he would be called to go fight that giant Goliath, Saul, even the king, didn't understand you're just a little boy. How are you going to do this? Goliath mocked at him as well. Mm. But there was something that God saw in David's heart because it's a it's a oneness. It's a it's a trust in the Lord and in the deep recesses of David's heart. Um, there was a man that was real. He was true and he was genuine. He was not perfect. God does not make not perfect, perfect men. by any. Means. I'm not a perfect man. I'm sure Brian would the same thing. <laughs> okay. Your dad, like Amen. people that have done ministry a long time. That's not what it's about. And, you know, it's not the the toughest guy around. Like, that's a man. This guy can move, do all this work, all that kind of stuff. It's not that necessarily. Mm -hmm. I've seen very strong men physically that you don't want to meet in an alley. They'll beat you down. Uh, You don't want to get on their bad side. They'll beat you down. But when it comes to dealing with major issues of life, when it comes to being steady and steadfastness, very weak. Mm -hmm. And I've seen older women. That are strong as a rock or men that aren't physically strong, but they're very much stronger than other people around because there is a wholeness to them. There's a oneness that is connected to the Lord. Mm
1: -hmm. So how does that even happen, Ryan? what's, what's, What's the starting point for someone to even get to that point?
2: You mean back to to where I am with the Lord? Yes. Well, well, I love that you brought up the example of David because, I mean, we could go on about David the whole show. He Mm -hmm. is a man after God's own heart, Mm -hmm. the city of David. I mean, he's the measure by which other kings are measured by. Mm -hmm. This is a guy that slayed a lion, slayed a bear. I mean, an uncircumcised Philistine called Goliath, you're done. But if I go, what else do we know about David? David blew it as much as anyone. Mm -hmm. And if you read in Samuel, what David did was... And it literally says in the Bible, that there he is hanging out on his rooftop. He's killed his tens of thousands. You know, he's outgrown Saul. He's honored God all these years. He was a man that we would have said, we are children under King David. This is the man.
1: He was a warrior too for listeners that don't know who oh, David is. he cut is, heads
2: yeah? off. He slayed nations. I yeah. mean, God was leading him to wipe out people at the time. But this is a guy of reverence, of honor. That was the way it was back then. Mm-hmm. But when you read about David, it says... There he is hanging out on his rooftop and he's got, you know, his big screen TV or the studio and the video games. And there was kicks. He looks across the way and who does he see? Uriah's wife. And there's something that he can't have. Mm -hmm. So now he's not honoring God. Now he's not focused on the Lord. He goes and gets Uriah's wife. He goes and lays with Uriah's wife. Uriah's wife is pregnant. David, you're crazy. And then what does he do? He calls Uriah back from battle. Uriah is out there fighting for David, fighting Mm -hmm. for the king, Mm -hmm. fighting for God, tries to get Uriah to lay with his own wife, get her pregnant, cover it up. No, no. God's going to expose this. The child dies, there's chaos in the family, and it's crazy just even bringing up David. Why? Because when you say, how did this happen? Versus prior to that, I think it's 2 Samuel and 1, it says, at the time kings go to war, David remained in Jerusalem. So at the time, Ryan was meant to go on the show. At the time, I was meant to go speak here. At the time, we're meant to deal with the conference Brian didn't. So what he did was he defaulted from his mission. He defaulted from his call. He didn't know who he was in Christ, Ephesians 2.10, the workmanship. And now he's in sin because he didn't go to Jerusalem. And it literally says, at the time, kings go to war. Who is the king in the whole story? He's the king. Only yeah. David. Yeah. Who is the one not doing what he's meant to do? So when we read that in reverse, and it's exactly right. Well, I want to be Mr. Pro Skater. I want to be the most relevant you know, mm-hmm. radio show host. Mm-hmm. I'm defaulting my call thinking it's success. When exactly what you're saying is right God's call is I seek first the kingdom I wash my wife in the word mm-hmm. I raise up my children in the way they should go I teach my son how to love you know his girlfriend his fiance eventually a spouse I train my daughter up to know mm-hmm. my wife and I what kind of a man do you need and we live intentionally for God or we're going to default somewhere else like David did. So right.
1: and, and the reason why he defaulted is because he wasn't living in uh, God's call at all. Call One had, bit. and that's that's the simplified version is God has called you to a certain life and when you're in his will things work out. Mm-hmm. Like you just said that verse you're a seeking king first, or a warrior. Seeking Go first fight. the kingdom the uh seeking first the kingdom of God and Amen. all these things will add uh will pan out but if you don't and you get out of that will you get in that idle time that's where everything starts falling apart. I guarantee you guys could tell story after story of counseling calls that <laughs> you met, that people were in God's will, things were working out, and then they got sidetracked like David. After story, after yep. story. And then boom, things just start crumbling one yep. thing at a time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, I've seen it a lot. And a lot of times it starts by something minute. And it all comes by... Sorry,
1: that's going to cut you off, but David's story started out so simple. He's chilling on top of his patio. Mm -hmm. He's looking across. He sees this girl. He takes a look. All good. (laughs) No big deal. That's just the way they lived back then. Mm -hmm. Then he took that second look, Mm -hmm. third look, and Mm -hmm. then it went down. It all started with a simple look. It was
2: in his heart. Like you were saying, there wasn't fellowship. Back in the day, he would have been skipping
0: and dancing with the Lord, worshiping him, and now in a sense, he's worshiping himself. yeah. And, you know, there's going to be tests along the way when you mm-hmm. walk with God. You know, there's you go through different seasons. You know, the first couple of months of walking with God compared to five years or ten years or whatever, <laughs> you're going to have different battles. You're going to have different testings. Mm-hmm. And David's life is a great picture of that. Nobody could start off as great as David. His son Solomon started off great, too. Mm-hmm. But he had his own downfall. But David... Um, what we see in the example of that with Bathsheba is what we were kind of talking about before we got on air is like when we we're talking about the subject man up, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is integrity, mm-hmm. doing what is right. And basically to break it down real simple, it's doing what is right when nobody's watching mm. because that's what shapes you as a man. Nobody was around that paints that picture of Ashiva. Nobody would have known. He could get away mm-hmm. with it. He, he thought he got to, away yeah. with it. He tried to cover it in various ways. But you can't hide these things from God. I read this book a long time ago. And it's a little simple book. It's like 70, 80 pages called The Calvary Road by Roy Heeson. Um, and in one of the chapters, it's always stood out to me. It talks about that. When we walk in darkness, before we walked with Christ, we were walking in darkness, right? right. And, and when you come to the light, you are to walk as in the light. In First John, it tells mm-hmm. us that. This is what Satan wants you to do. He wants you to walk in the shadows again. He wants you to start covering your tracks mm-hmm. again. And if you're married, you start hiding your phone again. You're, you're starting to hide things from your wife. And it's maybe minute. Maybe it's just lying where you're going. Maybe you're just meeting up with your friend, your homie. But you're trying to start, you're starting to start a pattern mm-hmm. of walking not in uprightness and not in truth. And then it starts permeating other areas of your life. Mm-hmm. You start cheating at work. You start doing various things because you're, now you're trusting in yourself. You're trusting in the flesh, and the flesh mm-hmm. will rip you off every single time. And so if you have this mentality of like, I need to do what's right before the Lord. I need to reverence him. There's a scripture I want to share real quick. It mm. says in Proverbs 20, verse 7, it says this, A righteous man walks in his integrity, and his children are blessed after him. The way you live your life mm. impacts your family, it impacts your wife, your children, and the people that know you. How many people have been destroyed because somebody that they looked up to got caught up in something, you know, mm-hmm. some kind of sin or whatever. And like, they start questioning. Satan wants to use these mm-hmm. things in our lives. And we had to be mindful. Like, you know, your dad has already pulled, it, pulled it into my life so many t- uh, times over the years, but it's always an ex- exhortation of like not putting your guard down, not putting your guard down mm-hmm. because there will be women that will try to pick you off. You know, they might not be doing it uh, purposely, but the enemy is working through them to throw you off kilter. Maybe it's a situation in your home. Maybe you're you're clashing with your wife, or you're clashing with your children. You're getting overwhelmed, mm. and you're not taking it to prayer. Your life starts trusting in the flesh. Uh, you get you get uh, discouraged, disappointment, mm-hmm. and all these things start negatively infecting your life. But if you re- recognize, man, I gotta walk in the light. I gotta do what's right before. It's not easy. It's not easy to stand for truth in a world that's going one particular direction, You're, you know, as the world is going to the course of this world that is led by, by Satan. It's mm. a battle.
1: And listeners, we're saying this stuff because we don't have it all figured out. But it's just like that verse that says iron sharpens iron. So a friend sharpens a friend. Basically, this whole conversation in here is because we want to sharpen you guys. We want to sharpen each other because we know that the enemy he wants to take the men down. If he could take the men down, mm-hmm. they're the leaders of the family. You take the men down, you're going to take the women and the children. It's a domino effect. So this is what this whole conversation is about. It's not saying that we got it all figured out. We're just looking at the Bible. We're looking at the lessons from, uh, from the people that went before us in the Bible and seeing what God's word says about it. Mm-hmm. And we're attacking life With that aspect, Mm -hmm. what else would you like to say, Mr. Sumner?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's true. I mean, you know, you don't spend time with God. There you are. You're going to have these thoughts and this distance. And I would say, you know, biblically, when I came to faith, there I am, divorced from my wife. They had no clue about God all over the place. God saved me, restored our marriage, and got me planted in ministry so fast because he knew I needed to be doing that. Mm. Right. But that isn't just so Brian can be on the radio one day or traveling around sharing and speaking. That's what we should be doing as believers anyway. Mm-hmm. And we've made Christianity this kind of system of just things we do, and it's not. It's really walking with the Lord. So when you leave that time, mm. I mean, you hear about these preachers. You know, I remember hearing about a guy that— suddenly he's doing meth and hooking up with guys. And I'm, oh, yeah. And I'm like, about that. That's yeah, crazy. and I don't want to throw you under the bus. I'm like, yeah. that guy didn't just leave a radio show one day and said, I just <laughs> yeah, want to no. go do meth and hook up with dudes. Yeah. What happens was somewhere along the line, he wasn't sitting with the Lord. Yeah. He wasn't in prayer. He wasn't pursuing God. He wasn't getting his daily bread. And we make it so difficult, but it's not. Only focus on what God has for you today. And that's only more than you can handle because you need his Holy Spirit anyway. And then bit by bit by bit, tackle each day like Mm. that, you will get to where you need to be. Mm. I mean, the Lord is before you. He is behind you. But I just think, and I want to make this point. I remember sitting in a pulpit one time and, you know, I never really struggled with this sin. And in my head, it was like the Lord's like, oh, you're good. You got it all dealt with. And I was thinking about something like, I've never thought about doing heroin or doing this or doing that. Mm. But the second I start to think I've got this all figured out, Genesis reminds me, sin is crouching. Second Corinthians 4, 4 says there is a God of this age and this world in a sense, Satan. So everywhere we go now on our Instagrams, on the television, yeah. down to the beach, the people we talk to, who we interact with, who become friends, they're all opportunities for the enemy to speak into us, disturb the peace of God. And that's just daily life. And too many guys right now are sitting out there not knowing what God has because they're not in his word, they're not on their face. And they're not praying i'm not saying we're holier than now we're flesh we know i mean you're preaching it but i think men just have to start with a place of i need to walk with the lord and it should overflow in your spouse then into your kids mm-hmm. take it into your job live it in your hobbies that is the Great Commission. And you know this, Ryan. I spoke at a, a men's thing a few months ago, a massive thing, and they wanted me to talk about getting over you know, your addictions. And I said, well, that's one thing. But the reality is the call is to live out the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. If I'm following God, if I'm reaching out to others, that involves loving my wife. It involves being here today. It involves traveling, being smart with money, raising up my kids. Mm-hmm. That doesn't leave room to be like, You know, whatever the Tim's use, the honeys today or chasing the money or doing whatever, this whole lifestyle that's so relevant now, that's a lie. Legends do die. This is not what's relevant. What's relevant is Jesus and his call for your life. So
1: I liked what you said, how you said, uh, you know, that guy, he was a pastor. I think he was a really big pastor. He was. Yeah. And then also one day you hear he's doing heroin and crystal meth and sleeping with dudes. Right. That did happen, like you said, overnight. It's like this small little yeah. compromises, like what Sean was saying earlier. It's like you know, you start lying to your wife, hey, I'm going to go hang out with this guy, and then you lie about this at work. It's these small compromises, and what happens? They grow. It's just like the illustration of the mm-hmm. the frog that's it's in a pot. We've used this illustration before, and you put it in with cold water, and you put it over the fire, and you turn it on low. Well, the frog adapts to the to the to the mm-hmm. low heat, and then you turn it up to medium. And then the frog adapts to the medium heat, and then you turn it up high, and what happens is the frog cooks to death, and he doesn't even know he's cooking to death. Mm -hmm. And that's the way it is with sin. It starts so small, just a little bit, and then a little bit more, a little bit more, and just like the progression of sin, it increases till it kills you Mm -hmm. spiritually and physically. And that's what Satan wants to do. He literally wants to come in very slow and subtle, and move in so he can destroy your marriage, your relationship with your kids, your job, just everything. The enemy has come to still keep, still kill, and destroy. That's his purpose. Yeah.
0: If you're tuning in right now, this is live with Ryan Reese. We're in studio with Ryan, myself, Sean McKeon, and Brian Sumner, talking about the theme of "Man Up." When we're talking about what does it look like to be a, a man living in this world? And we're going to be talking about various uh, topics throughout the show. Um, one thing I, I want to give a shout out is with the Whosoever. a lot of amazing things have taken place this last year. And before you know it, the school year is going to be around. They're going to uh, go back to the high schools with a Kill the Noise tour. And you can mm. always uh, get ahead of the game and start booking that also go to whosovers.com to see all that's taken place with them, uh, amazing, amazing things and how you can support by by purchasing product, by donating to the cause. Uh, we just encourage you to continue to keep up with all that's taken place. You know, when we're talking about what makes uh, a strong man, another thing that comes to my mind is he has to recognize that he's weak. That's a big, that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times yeah. you, you want to figure it out yourself all the way through the Bible. God uses men he breaks, always. Hmm. Jacob had to be broken mm-hmm. to have his name changed to Israel, governed by God. Um, there is Peter had to be broken. <laughs> he was a man that was a man's man, he had things figured out at moments. Man that loved God, that walked by faith, but yet he had a faith. he had something in him that needed to be worked out. Paul the same way. And then us. Like there are areas of our lives that the Lord has to to chip away because right when we think we have it all figured out, like Brian just said, um, that's a place where we don't want to be. Uh, one thing that your dad, there's a scripture your dad, he loves a lot of them, but there's a very simple one. John fifteen five. without Christ, mm-hmm. you can do nothing. And until you realize that, you will never have success in your life. You will not have success in your relationship with God until you recognize that you can't do life without Jesus. You can't be the man in your marriage, in your home, and in your workplace, in your ministry, until that humbling Mm -hmm. takes place in your life. And you know what Jesus says,
1: if you want to be my disciple, you got to turn from your selfish ways. You got to turn basically from your body appetites, Mm -hmm. pick up your cross and follow me. Just like Jesus Christ... Was buried in the earth and on the third day he was raised to life by the Spirit of God that raised him from the dead, the Holy Spirit. So we have to go die with Christ, Mm -hmm. be buried, bury that old man, so we could be broken and be filled with the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and produce that new spirit of that life. That is the only way. And I think the work of the Holy Spirit is the process that breaks you, molds you, shapes you, empowers you, and leads you. Totally agree. One hundred percent.
0: Totally agree. I
2: think the the breakdown, because just for those guys who are in marriage and, you know, we're talking about the preacher, for example, that ends up suddenly over here on drugs doing that. I remember someone just telling me one day, you know, there was a a pastor friend of his who hadn't been physical with his wife for 10 years. Mm. And I was thinking, like, God has given you this woman as a gift, as a helper. And if we trace this, you know, theologically back to the beginning, there you are in Genesis and everything God makes is good. But there's only one thing that God says is not good. And this is before sin. He says, it's not good that man is alone. So I know as a man in my life, as one who was married, God says, you need fellowship with me. You need fellowship with your spouse. Mm-hmm. So for those men who are out there who end up in like that preacher's state, mm-hmm. how are you hooking up with dudes doing meth? He wasn't one with his wife. They weren't interacting the way they were. The romance that was once there was gone. Were they having their times of prayer? Were they having their times of serving? I know for me, mm-hmm. as a guy that's passionate like you guys, I need to have those times of prayer. I have to fight for those times of prayer. When we're distant, when I'm away traveling by myself, it's not good that I'm alone. Recently, yeah. even within our church, we had a, a guy that was freaking out over so much stuff. and, and you know, Not from our church, but he was calling yeah. our church and he was just like so much going on in his life. And someone had said, well... Well, why is he acting this way? Well, it's not good when he's alone. Mm -hmm. For those of you who are married, if it's the man or woman listening, you need to fight to be one. God has made you that way. Fight for prayer. Fight for your daily bread. Learn to be physical. How many marriages do I see where the woman won't be physical because of the way the guy's acting?
1: And I'm like, this is separating yourselves. This is where there's division. I got a question for you guys. So what if you're a dude that's listening right now, and you're like, man, I have all this resentment and all this unforgiveness in my life and mm-hmm. you know my marriage and every cuz this is this is very common and this could happen very easily in a marriage yeah. what if the man's listening and he's going through these things right he's now frustrated. what, what yeah. would you what would you say because this is what's separating this is why the distance is happening
2: are they believers or no
1: this is for a believer <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. if you're not a believer you need Jesus Christ and then then listen to this
0: yeah. <laughs> what would you guys suggest um for, first thing as you established you if you're a believer and if God's word is the authority, then you have to do, do what he says, mm-hmm. right? And, and the Bible says that you are to, to love your wife as Christ loved the church. Um, the, the love that the Bible talks about, uh, that agape love, it's unconditional love. It's a love that suffers, doesn't think about itself, and goes through the ups and downs in life. Right now, you might not be feeling the love. Mm-hmm. You might not be feeling that, but you have to actually walk by faith in your marriage, You have to be obedient, because it's not just being obedient to your wife right now, it's being obedient to the Lord. You're doing what God said. And just because you don't see the residual effects right before you, you have to trust that it's going to happen as you walk by faith. Mm. I'll give you an example. You know, Rawls' close friend, uh, Pastor uh, Dale, who has an amazing story, Um, When him and his wife split up for a long time, but he knew his wife was with another man. God broke him, knew that he had to uh, work something out. He's a tough guy. He's a fighter. Mm. But God was calling him to intercede in prayer. His wife is being deceived at this moment. What is he to be? He needs to be a man of integrity. The greatest way you could lead somebody to the Lord is be an example of Christ. So right now, you be an example to Christ to your wife by forgiveness, by loving, Eventually, through prayer, through consistency, mm. his wife would come back. And his wife at that time said this, because God was doing a work in her life by the power of the Holy Spirit. She says, I'm back because God told me that I need to come back to you, but I don't love you. But I don't love you. That and, would be- and his yeah. thing was, it's okay. Just come, just stay here. And it took a year mm. of them just being in the same house together. By being around each other, little things, maybe going out to lunch, you know, whatever it might be. Today, if you didn't know that, you wouldn't have no idea. Mm-hmm. They're like the closest of friends. They joke around. But all of those things were taken by oh, lessons of walking by faith. You have to understand that we're in a spiritual warfare. Satan wants to pick off your wife. He wants to pick off the husband. And this is what he wants to do, mm-hmm. destroy the home. Are you going to cave in and are you going to let that happen? Or are you going to be a man and are you going to fight for your home? Are you going to intercede on the, on your wife's beh- behalf? And when you flip the script, if it's the wife that's strong and the man's tripping or whatever and there has to be forgiveness, same thing. You have to intercede. And this is going to take place in our life sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because as you go, we have a fallen We live in a fallen world, and we have a fallen nature. As we grow in age, you go through different ailments, mm-hmm. physical. Uh, there's mental uh, d- depression people go through. You go through seasons of discouragement. All those things affect you. And so sometimes your husband's gonna be going through a bad season in your life. Are you just gonna be frustrated with him because he's acting like a jerk, mm-hmm. or are you going to intercede? Same thing with the wife. And so what I would say, Ryan. That you honor the Lord in your marriage, um, you pray, and make sure that you are in it for the long haul. That just because you don't see perfection in that next week or even two months, Mm -hmm. you allow God to speak, you allow God to work. That's all you can do. Yeah, and so often we want to sit down have a five-minute
2: conversation and say, this is what we should do. But it's not the case. The Bible says that Christ gave himself for his bride, and we as men are meant to do that, which means dying to self. I've seen so many men, like you're saying, intercede for the wife in prayer and begin to see the fruit, begin to see what's happening. But we live in an impatient generation. We don't to do. want to go to yeah. battle. But literally, even in the, in the Hebrew, the word Ahava is it's a love that Christ put on us in Song of Songs, don't arouse or awaken love until you're ready. That literally means, Ryan, for the rest of your life, take your love and put it on your wife, even when she goes crazy, even mm-hmm. when menopause hits, even when your yep. three daughters are wild and she's like, Ryan, I don't know what's going on. I can't Ryan, take it! That's <laughs> no! going to happen in about 16 years. So you take your love and you put it on her, and that's going to mean fighting yeah. in love, in prayer for her. Yeah. It's going to mean, you know, just mm-hmm. being the covering. So.
1: 100 uh, percent you know I want to give uh we have about two minutes left before the break but let's give the number out uh 888-564-6173, 888-564-6173. Um if you have any questions or anything you want to uh, talk about concerning what we've been talking about on today's show hit us up and we'll pick it up after the break it's triple eight five six four six one seven three. Well, dude, I'm excited, man. This show has been dope. We got Brian Sumner in studio. Hey, how do people find you on, on the internet?
2: It's briansumner.net. Um, just go there, website or Instagram, Brian Sumner. And I'm, I'm pretty low-key, but uh, the focus is, you know, missions, marriages, ministry. Mm-hmm. So I'm just about reaching people, uh, the kingdom, engaging. You've been in, doing it a just... long time, too. Now, yes, yeah. since 2004 when I came to faith. You know, yeah. God restored our marriage and kind of gave me the platform because of skating. And so mm-hmm. now it's... um. Whatever he wants to do, I'm just, I'm there. So, so how long have you been roller skating?
1: Roller skating, yeah, no, <laughs> no um,
2: that's something you have to get saved out of. And that's almost blasphemous to say it's <laughs> not beneficial.
1: <laughs> Brian Sumner is a pro skateboarder. Are they your, bl- no, no, <laughs> Actually, wait, we did a show, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. We did mm-hmm. a show, so if you go to ryan reesecom to my website, it has all the past shows. You'll, actually, we did a full show on him telling his story. And how all that happened. I don't want to blow it, but you can find it. It's there, and mm-hmm. it's on and cracking. So check that out whenever you want. And we have all the past shows, I think, for the last, I don't even know how long we've been on the radio now. Two, almost two, Almost three, three years, years now? Wow. Yeah. Almost three years. So yeah, definitely uh, go check out any of those past shows. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. We got calls coming in, so we're going to be taking a lot of calls after the break. So we'll see you guys in two minutes.
0: More Live with Ryan Reese coming up. No, no. Is everything all right? Sure. Call now, one 564 6173 Or post your questions using the hashtag Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop-de-doo. Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese.
1: Don't say What up, what up? We are back. I have uh, Sean McKeon, my co-host in studio, and Brian Sumner. Tonight's show, we're talking about Man Up, what it means to be a man in this age. And just at the break, or right before the break, we were just talking about, um, you know, it's important to have integrity. And Sean, you said, it's important to have integrity integrity, and do what is right when no one's looking. Mm. That is dope. I've heard that before, and yep. that is, seriously, the real deal with integrity. And we're just talking about what it looks like to be a man, and... Um, Basically stand for something and be that leader of your home and pray for your wife and pray for your family and just just lead the way. Live that identity and that purpose that God has placed you on this earth for. And we were talking even about King David. Here's this warrior, this man that did great things, a, a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. And what happened is one day he was supposed to be out at battle. He was up chilling on the patio, was looking across over the city. When you go to Israel, you could see where he would have been looking. He saw this girl on top of the rooftop. Taking a bath. That's the way they used to do it back then. Like that was like their patio, their rooftop where they would all hang out, like their backyard in a sense would be like on top of the roof. Mm -hmm. And uh, he sees this girl and he takes a look at her and he should have been at war because he is the king. He was designed for that purpose. But yet he had aisle time. He was chilling. and He got caught up just like so many people get Mm -hmm. caught up when I'm chilling. And not in God's plan, I will get caught up. I will tell you that right now. That's all of us. All of us. That's all so of us. It, the Bible stories. You know, the Bible is so relevant. It's it's an old book. But it's so fresh. It's so relevant to the times. It applies (laughs) to This is a real
2: guy. This is his life. This is his wife. This is death. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is...
1: Because people think, oh, well, the Bible, it's not relevant. Oh, it's relevant, all right. Mm -hmm. Just read it. You'll you'll relate to every story from Genesis to Revelations. It's God's grace working with imperfect people. Mm -hmm. I am imperfect, and I need God's grace. And God always pulls through as we bow our will to him Mm -hmm. and we serve him. It's amazing. So we're going to go and take some calls. But before I take calls, I want to give out the number one last time. 888-564-6173, 888-564-6173. 888-564-6173, 6173 So we're going to go ahead and take Raphael call from, I don't know, where he's calling from. What's up, Raphael? How you doing? Good. I'm doing good. I'm from Costa Mesa. Oh, right on, man. What's your question tonight?
3: Uh, See, so yeah, so you guys are talking about, you know, uh, being a man and, you know, treating your wives, you know, how God, uh, Jesus wants his treat So does that apply, like? Like, well, uh, word for word for, like, uh, let's say a girlfriend, you know, or something like that. Right. Obviously, I'm, I'm I'm, only assuming that the fornication part is out, you know. That, that's, you know, so, so like, you know, the
1: attachment,
3: you know, so it's like, it's a little bit different, right? Because it's a girlfriend, you know, it's not a wife yet, so uh, what, there's just a few changes, I believe. On who who right? would like to take like,
1: that? Jump in Go ahead, in Sumner.
2: You Thanks, What's up, Raphael? Raphael? How you doing, man? Good, sir. Good. Yeah, I would just say that you know the difference, and I, I tell my seventeen-year-old son this is that, yeah, you know, two become one, and there's no one until you're married. You know, when yeah, you are married, you take the last name. Uh, the ring signifies eternity. There's even a blood shedding when we're actually together. You know, for virgins for the first time. So I would say, I'm believing you're a believer because you're here and you're talking. And if you don't know what I'm talking about. You know, read First Corinthians 7, um, but if God has given this woman to be your wife one day, I would say yeah. honor her in all the ways you can as a man and likewise go over all the same things we're talking about as a girlfriend. You know, my son yeah. has a has a beautiful in the Lord girlfriend and she's she's focused on God and he's focused on God, but I remind them yeah. there is no you. There's just you're courting right now. So I would say for you, um, get the same principles down, you know, and... Um, This is God's daughter. He's given her to you. Um, How would you want someone treating your daughter? And for her, is she preparing herself to be the woman of God that is literally given to you as your helpmate? doesn't mean she's less than you, but you're the covering to lead. She's the one who comes alongside. Both your calls are individual, but become one when you are unified. I guess I'm the preacher and the evangelist, but my wife is there alongside me taking care of my kids right now. She'll be going up on the trip with me when we go. I need this woman to make my life work out. And with that understanding, it's going to change your life. So hopefully that helps in that sense. But yeah.
1: Right on. Perfect. Thanks a lot, Rafael, for giving us a, a call. I'm going to go ahead and take Mio. Mio. Hello. Hey, how you doing, man? This is live with Ryan Reese. What's your question tonight?
3: Yeah. Hi. Um, okay. Uh, i my question is, like, let's say, you, okay, you're tempted, right? Yeah. Not a sin. No. when You're tempted. But yes. when you give in to the temptation, it's a sin. But my question is, what are you supposed to pray, like, when you're tempted? Like, you can't do it on your own will. Mm-hmm. So you just start saying, our Father, what, mm-hmm. what do you do? Because, you know, I find myself, like, okay, I know it's wrong, and I stop, and I find myself doing the same thing.
0: Yeah.
3: Like, how do you stop that? Um, <laughs> how do you stop the cycle?
0: A couple things. I'd say, number one, um, this is what you have to do. You're acknowledging, man, there's an issue, there's a problem. Um, When you give your life to the Lord, it doesn't mean that life's going to be easy and you're never going to be tempted again, right? So you you hit the first thing correctly, right? To be tempted is not a sin. We're all tempted. Giving into that sin is what what gives into the temptation, turns into sin. Um. You have to become strong spiritually. How does that happen? Uh, Romans 6 tells us to reckon that old man to be dead. So when you're saying, like, do I say this particular prayer? No. Look, it is relationship. You talk to God like you would talk to your dad, like you talk to uh, somebody that you're close with, that you have a relationship with. I'd be like, Lord, like, you know this is a battle. I can't, my eyes continue to wander. Lord, Lord, I need you to cleanse me and wash me. I need... Your desires to be my desires. Mm-hmm. I have an issue here, and I don't want to be in bondage. You know, acknowledging you have a problem in every aspect. For an alcoholic, acknowledging they got a problem, it begins there. A relationship with God, acknowledging you're a sinner, you need God. Acknowledging that you are tempted in this way. Okay, this is my weakness. And so Lord, I need you to be strong in my life. And and the Bible says this, man. It takes these you need little victories along the way. Maybe you feel like you you have failed various times, but little victories go a long way because those are temptations of the enemy. And the Bible says, how are we to fight the enemy? It says this, submit to God, resist the devil, he'll flee from you. Mm -hmm. There's going to be challenges, there's going to be seasons, but you have to fight. You can't just like throw down and just, okay, I messed up again. Oh, here I am again. But you're not fighting, you're not walking spiritually. Um, And so... It all comes down to you basically walking by faith, growing in a relationship with God, you know, acknowledging you have a weakness in these various areas and asking the Lord for strength. Okay. Normally, we don't
1: take—two people don't ask, answer one call, but I'm going to add to this. <laughs> I'm going to give you life application. You got an issue okay. with porn. Yes. Okay. Well, you're not alone, first of all, so don't worry. Many, many, many people have a problem with porn. You want to stop watching porn Where are you watching it? Are you watching on your phone? Yes. Get, get a device, get an app that basically if you turn on pornography on your phone, it notifies your best friend, your wife, or your mom, or your, not your mom or dad, someone else, one of your friends, your, accountable, your accountability buddy, then they will know you're watching porn. If you're watching it on your computer, at home, unplug the internet. Get rid of all internet in your house. And I guarantee you, if you do those two simple things, you will not be watching porn anymore. Mm-hmm. Then, okay. while you go through that, remember when Jesus said, and I'm, I'm telling you what I did, because I basically, okay. when I stopped sleeping with girls when I, was, when I wasn't a Christian, all of a sudden, I got to watch porn. No one knew. And I got to crack it off at night, and no one would know anything about my secret sin. But Jesus does know about my secret sin. Yeah. So first of all, I repented. I said, Repent basically means to change your heart and mind. God, I am not going to do it anymore. Not only do I not want to do it anymore... I'm going to go through the necessary steps, life application. I'm going to get rid of the internet. I'm going to have an app that's going to email one of my friends if I watch porn. That right there will take care of your porn problem Mm -hmm. unless you decide to drive to a porn shop, which I don't even know if they have them. They do have them. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have to go put quarters in the machine. Mm -hmm. But this is a simple fix and a fast fix to take care of the problem literally tonight. Mm -hmm. Then alcohol, same thing. And you know what? I'm just saying this out loud because... Mio, you're not the only dude dealing with this, dude. I'm going to tell you right now, there's probably thousands of guys right now and girls that are listening to this that are going through the same exact thing. I will bet that 100%. -hmm. Alcohol, Mm -hmm. same thing. Where's the booze at? Where are you you encountering these environments where you want to drink? Are you going up Mm -hmm. to the club? Are you going to shows? Are you going to a house where everyone's drinking?
0: Dude,
1: do not go there. Literally, I love that story when it talks about Joseph he was he was working in egypt and potiphar's wife rolled in joseph was a young buck dude he was he was a young guy at this time he was working for in egypt and potiphar's wife was a or husband was it wait potiphar's wife potiphar was a eunuch that means he got uh clipped you know uh what do you call that
2: clipped Castrate. yeah he was castrated done. yeah
1: castrated. he couldn't have sex okay. So, and you know all government officials and these high ranking, they always got the hot girls. So this chick probably yeah. walked in smoking hot. This dude's a young buck, Joseph. She wanted to jump on him, and he basically what did he do? He ran out naked.
2: Fled. He ran,
1: fled. Dude, run. If you have to run, run force. Seriously, that's basically you got it sounds funny. But literally, yeah. literally, you got to do what you got to yeah. do. And this is what's so dope. As you do these certain things and as you're praying and you're reading the word of God and you're having that relationship like John uh, – not John Baptist. Sean uh, McKeon was saying, <laughs> you will get the strength of God in you and the Holy Spirit will do a work in your life and he will help you overcome. And every victory you get – You're going to get more strength and more strength, and you're going to take the land. You're going to get to the promised land. You're going to leave Egypt, the land of slavery. You're going to go through through the uh, desert, and you're going to end up into the promised land, the land of milk and honey, that spirit-led life that God created you for. But you got to go to the basics. you got to deny yourself. Pick up your cross and follow Jesus. And God's going to see you through. I'm a living testimony to it. Mm-hmm. Sean McKean, across from me, living testimony to pornography and alcohol. Were you into pornography and alcohol?
2: I've seen so much as a skater traveling. Yeah, like, he was in like, every kind of I'm not magazine. losing my it's career like, over this. It doesn't even matter. You know, it's like, you're, yeah.
1: But, but Sean and I were right where you were at. <laughs> and God said us free because whoever Jesus Christ sets free is free indeed. Walk in that, dude. You got this, all right?
2: And Ryan, I would tell him, yes, read it, Hebrews 4. Verses about 14 through, because what we do is we wait till we sin and we go to God all beaten up and bruised. And what Ryan is saying is accurate. You have to be the one that gets rid of everything. But we have a high priest who knows what we go through. Mm -hmm. Go to Jesus before. Lead me not into temptation. Deliver me from evil. Don't just white knuckle it. Believe he is actively alive inside of you and somewhere he has a spouse. And you don't need to be looking at someone else's daughter, God's daughter, ruling around naked focus on the Lord god bless and thanks for your honesty
1: yeah amen amen, amen. god amen. God, god uh God got you right where he wants you and he loves you and we could go boldly through the throne of grace <laughs> boldly amen. boldly yeah. every time we met I mean bring it
2: out into the light yeah. just like Sean said God I'm struggling I need help he's right there
1: all right well another thing is this yeah. thing's locked okay now it's not locked anymore I was like we're gonna have to have him on the show for the rest of the show because it's locked. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: got a lot of comments thanking us, so man, God bless you guys. Hope it's encouraging you. Okay, let's
1: let's read. Here's the comment right here. It says, "Give thanks to the show for the work being done." Alexandra out of New Jersey, sick East Coast, right on. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, let's go ahead and take this next call from Las Vegas. We're gonna go ahead and take Nick from Las Vegas. What's up, Nick? How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing good. What's your question tonight?
3: Uh, yes, I, uh, I'm kind of in a similar situation as your guest speaker over there. Um, yeah, I have, a—I guess you could say, a prodigal wife. Um, we're still legally married. We've been separated for a couple of years already. Mm. Found out she's, uh moved out of state over a year ago with my other three kids. I have one kid living with me. Um, but, yeah, you said to, to pray. I mean, I I pray for her salvation, and you know, you know, my kids. Um, they are still going through the whole court process, but am I supposed to still pray for her, like as she's still my wife, or or
1: pray for her? Her salvation, so, and, you know, like, I've been kind of, you know... We're going we're we're to pass this one yeah, off yeah. to Brian Sumner. Yeah.
2: Well, Nick, let me just jump in, man, and say praise God for you and your diligence. Um, you might have heard me say it's not good that man is alone, and, and people don't get this. There was a huge epidemic in Australia years ago where all these guys were just, like, ending their lives and people were saying why and as they traced it back i get it it takes two you know the divorce and all but when a man is not alone he gets paranoid he gets neurotic he freaks out i mean the blood flows all the rest of it she's out there with her kids and you know what god has called you to do he's called you to romans 8 and 29 that you're going to be conformed to the image of christ so right now on earth god has his son you praying for a daughter of his praying she'll come back to the faith praying she'll get over whatever lust or foul things are going on and i just want to commend you first of all but i would say you just pray for her as your wife until the divorce has gone through even after the fact pray for her anyway i mean plead the blood of jesus trust in the holy spirit speak scriptures love that person because here's what i try and encourage everyone couples who are going through hell if jesus was coming back in a week how would you live Mm -hmm. how would nick live if jesus was coming back in a week what nick would do is pursue god pray for people love people be the example as both of these men with me have been talking about so your kids know my dad loved the lord and listen you need more of jesus i am praying and believing for the increase i know what it is like watch out for the enemy's attacks you know the opportune times when sin comes in and there's some other woman or as we're talking about porn and everything else Pray for her as God's child. Pray that God will reconcile the marriage. But whatever comes to be, God has a great plan for you because He has promised us that, as far as He is with us and He leads us, and whatever's next for you, He is already there. So thanks again for your honesty, and I'm gonna keep your name and be praying for you. And you can get a hold of me online if you need to follow up. God bless, Nick. Thank you.
1: Right on, right on. We're gonna go ahead and give the number out. I think we have another 15 minutes, or 12 minutes, or 10, something like that. Triple uh, eight. 888- five six four six one seven three triple eight five six four six one seven three if you want to ask us any questions or you got something to say about the show tonight we would love to hear from you guys triple eight five six four six one seven three triple eight five six four six one seven three we got another comment is this a question or a comment I'm gonna just grab this is this Lyle from Las Vegas yep what's up man how you doing I'm pretty
0: good. How you dudes do? doing?
1: Thank, doing good, we're doing dude. great, man. Good thanks night. thanks for calling in. We want to hear from you. What's, what's good?
0: Oh, man, I just want to say um, I can really thank you guys for this show, for
2: this like specific show tonight because, uh, you know, you, you live in a world where constantly, you know, your
0: friends, your bros are telling you, like, no, you need to do this. Hmm. Do this to be a man. You need to do this, you know, and then chase after the women, get the money, and you go on Instagram, and they're just pushing that lifestyle like it's crazy, you know. And so after a while, you start chasing it. And then you get tired, you're just like, dang, this doesn't seem right, you know? It's like, it it seems like everything's just withering away. Like, I constantly have to chase this lifestyle. So I just want to say, like, this is really helping me out, like, opening my eyes to a bunch of things. letting me you know, I don't have to listen to anybody but the Lord. You know what I'm saying? That's
1: it. 100%. And you know what's so interesting? Like, when you want to be a, a man that God has called you to be, that he's designed you to be, you're literally going against the whole system. For like, sure. he was just talking about, <laughs> like, you were just talking about Instagram. When we first started the show and we were talking, I was thinking about, Everyone's just visually seeing what's on social media. And when you look about, like, what's happening through all these different social media channels of dudes wilding out or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the hundreds of dollars of bills, the drugs, the mm-hmm. girls, the, and the girls that are hanging out. Like, Programming well, you. Yeah, it's just like yep. that is success. That's what your life needs to look like. And it's, dude, that is not. It's not it. That's not it. Try and, you try and be a husband and raise your kids living that lifestyle. <laughs> There'll be no kids. There'll be you'll, you. You'll have kids, actually. <laughs> you might not see them. Though. You oh, yeah. won't see them. You have many kids, but literally, dude, like that's not a reality. That's that what the whole, enemy does. I that was not a reality.
0: All then, Steph, is that stuff is a a mirage. It's like from a, from a far distance, you think you see something great, you see something that's going to quench your thirst, mm-hmm. and yet you get there, and you're like, there's nothing here. That's what it is, chasing after things like that in the flesh. And you're working, you're grinding and all that stuff, and maybe you get in this relationship and whatever, but then it's like everything's out of whack. There's confusion, there's chaos, or you get that success of the world standards, but you're not satisfied, you're not happy, you're not, you're not fulfilled, because none of those things will.
1: You know what's interesting is, obviously I tour with a lot of different bands, and, and I'm in that whole scene but um it's so interesting because um as you travel to music festivals and you're talking to different bands and people and you're just in that environment you see that all these guys that have this that that have that lifestyle that everyone wants to be yeah. you know, they got the money mm-hmm. they got the cars they got the houses they got the 21 mm, year old model girlfriend or whatever or stripper girlfriend so what i don't know whatever your flavor is and dude what you don't see is that these guys have shrinks these guys are on antidepressants. Okay. These guys are getting divorced. They're dealing with their baby's mom. I mean, if you when you look behind the scenes of what you just see on the screen, it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. It is a mess. And when you try to walk with God and you're trying to do what God's called you to be, you're just, oh, man, you're just one of those guys or, you know, you're clowned on. But the reality is when you go after that whole persona and that whole show – it's whacked and there's nothing good that comes out of that whole lifestyle
2: you know when the bible it's says crazy. leave no I'm room sorry. for the flesh so we shouldn't do that anyway and romans 8 14 says as many as are led by the spirit of the sons of god and i love the idea that you're just saying what your friends are putting out because if i say to someone you know what was it that eve wanted in the garden we don't even really know what the fruit was but you know what it says in genesis it says this in Genesis 3, 6, When the woman saw, so she looked up on the tree and there's three things that she got out of whatever she looked at. When the woman saw the tree was good for food, when it was a delight to the eyes, and when it was something that desired to make her wise, when she saw these three things, it drew her away. And it's interesting that they are the same three things that Jesus is tempted with in Matthew 4, that Satan offers him, and the same three things that we as believers are still offered today. And we know what it is, the pride of life and so forth, the rest of it. But right here in Genesis, you see it. It takes 0.3 seconds for any image to be put before your face. And your eyes take a photograph of that. And all that Satan is doing, putting image after image after image after image in all of our mind's eyes. And we need to guard them. We need to consider. And you want to be punk rock, and this sounds silly, but... um, it isn't punk, rock, and crazy to do all those things. It's punk, rock, and crazy to not do any of it mm-hmm. and to say, look at God and what he has for me. So stay on it, Nick. Amen. Or that's Lyle. Stay on it, Lyle. Amen. Right. Um, yeah, for sure, yeah.
1: Okay, brother. Hey, thanks for, uh, thanks for calling in. We're going to go ahead and take another call. Let's see. I think this line's not open yet. Well, was, the question says, what does somebody like myself who has been praying to God to help my wife to help change her mind Where do I go from here now?
2: Where do you go from here?
1: That's what it says. Yeah, right here on line one.
2: You seek first the kingdom. Um, There's crazy situations in marriage in the Bible. In fact, when you think about it, it didn't even get bad. Satan didn't even show up until they were married. So maybe God has said to you, this could be seven years of you interceding for this woman. And you might say, well, how is my life going to be blessed? It's going to be blessed because you're walking with the Lord in a deeper sense. Maybe God has put this one with you because she knows you're going to be the man of faith that intercedes for her. It's going to be tough. I get it. But I would stay focused on him, believe he's going to do the work like he promises and be loving. So just stay focused on that, Tim.
1: Well, I think this line might be open now. Let's, let's see if there. Tim, right. we have a couple. Hey, brother, what's up, man? We have a couple minutes left, but we want to take your call. Okay, thank you. So, can you can you break it, your question down shortly?
3: Um, I'll do my best. I'm not very good at that. Uh, <laughs> so, I've been married for 23 years. Yes. Um, uh, we 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 made a mistake last year on our anniversary, and uh, re- resulted in this divorce. Um, and I have been trying to reconcile with her, and she uh, refuses. Her name is Sheree. She refuses to to uh, reconcile. Uh, she goes to church. She says she's a Christian. I go to church. I go to Bible study. She goes to Bible study. We we have opposing views on this marriage and staying together, and she's very uh, adamant about she doesn't even want to talk to me and, and try to um, reach some sort of, at least let me have closure and say why she doesn't think that we should stay together. Um, I just don't know what to do. I'm, I've had a terrible um, situation with my attorneys, and uh, not you know trying dropping my case and I 8, don't have authorization. Okay, here
0: 8, we 10. go because we have 1 minute left. I'm yeah. going to let you take it Sean. You know this is a little bit what we addressed in a, a couple callers earlier. This is where it comes down to Tim being obedient to the Lord and continue being in prayer. You know as the steps are going to go through like maybe the your wife is going to continue pursuing this divorce thing and you might be saying, "Well, do I just cave in? Do I just give in? Do I go through this divorce?" I'll say this. Did God tell you to, to get a divorce? If, if God is not the one speaking to you, you don't you don't make a move on any of those actions of divorce. You continue to intercede. You continue to pray and encourage yourself with people that um, have their best, your best interest and in you, that are godly people that can pray for you, because it's going to be a battle. Whatever took place on that day that you were talking about. God can work. And if your wife is in a church that is teaching the Word of God, the Holy Spirit can work in her life as well. There's a battle that's going on here, man. There's a battle that's going on for her heart and her mind. The enemy is bringing discouragement. The Lord wants to bring unity in your home. And one thing I want to say, just like a blanket statement for a lot of things that we said, when you're looking for advice— You want to make sure that advice is coming from godly people in your life because it's at these moments when maybe you're dealing with something with your husband, your wife, and you're hanging out with your girlfriends that are like just worldly. They're like, man, forget that guy. No, don't give him no more time. Same thing with a guy. Man, forget that chick, man. Move on. Like, come out with us. Come out to the bar. Come, you know, hang out. Like, you got to get your mind clear. That is all worldly advice. They ain't going to do nothing for you. You want to make sure that you are following the ways of the Lord, that you are being led by the Spirit of God, because by doing that, it will work out these areas of your life, and you will have victory.
1: I was just going to add that part about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will lead you. That's the job of the Holy Spirit, the uh, claripedus. It comes alongside and leads us in every aspect of our life. So seek his will, and he'll show you. He'll give you peace and what steps to make. We love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.
0: This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.
3: A powerful prayer life does not require hiking a mountain to be able to hear from God. God can meet us right in the middle of our busy lives to help,